Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome back to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today I want to talk about when you have maybe more than one child or you are working with more than one child, and you recognize that it is either easier or harder to connect with one of the children. And so, you know, if we have more than one child, if we work with more than one child, it's inevitable that one will be easier to connect with, whether it's their personality, you just seem to click better, or maybe one of the children has less challenging behavior, so it can feel easier to connect with them. Whereas maybe with the other child, you find yourself sitting through lots of listening sessions or there's more aggression. And so it just feels harder to connect with them um, than it does with your other child. And this topic came to me the other day because I was just thinking about it in terms of my own children. You know, I have a toddler and then I have um, an almost six-year-old and sometimes I feel like not even just for me, but for other adults in our lives, it might feel a little bit easier to connect with my toddler. And I think that's pretty common because, you know, at that age, it's really common for them to have really strong feelings and um, lots of tantrums and like throw yourself on the ground sort of a thing. And we can kind of just recognize it for the age and the stage and just like kind of listen through it. But then, you know, as your children get older, Sometimes either it's harder to get like a listening session out of them because they recognize they don't necessarily want to let it out or share it, or maybe they have learned some patterning, even if it's not within your own home, whether it's at daycare or school that makes it harder to want to share, or it comes out as aggression, um, or your child just, you know, as kids get older, they can speak more things and sometimes it can be harder to take than, you know, just the crying and the flailing on the floor versus the attitude and maybe some of the name calling. And, um, or it could also just because, you know, like I mentioned before, the personality is a little bit maybe more calm, um, and kind of go with the flow, you know, for, for us, for example, you know, our toddler at this point, like he does have a lot of emotions, but he is a little bit more kind of go with the flow, um, just more, um, I don't know if you'd want to say calmer, but just like kind of will go off and play on his own unless he's, you know, really wanting something. And my oldest just kind of has this heightened intensity to him. Like he does everything like full force. Like we, we kind of joke, we have this book that he really likes to read and it's about, superheroes and superpowers and it talks about how there's actually a gene that can like a mutated gene that makes people have like this 
crazy, incredible amount of energy. And we always joke like that must be him. He says that too, because he just, he's got so much energy. And the thing that, that, um, I found myself being sensitive to, and I, I just feel like this is, you know, a gift that God has given me. Sometimes that is a very hard gift to have, but where I can sense kids' feelings as if they were my own. And so that's why I kind of like this came up is I was starting to recognize almost through my oldest son's lens of how other people can maybe more easily connect with his little brother versus him. And um, just being aware of not maybe thinking about it in terms of that, but whether it's he gets more attention than me or or just the type of play comes a little bit easier um, versus having to be maybe corrected a little bit more or something like that. And so I just wanted to bring this up because I think this is probably pretty common, even if you don't have a child that has more extreme behaviors or is more intense, I think it just kind of naturally occurs, um, often unintentionally, just because even, like I said before, even maybe just kind of like click more, you know, like you have similar personalities or similar styles of doing things. And so you just tend to gravitate maybe more towards one than the other or something. So today I really wanted to dive into three ways that you can maybe start evening the connection out a little bit if you find yourself thinking like, oh, it's just so much easier to connect with this child versus the other, or I don't know how to even connect with this child because it comes so easy, you know, with the other child versus this one. And I do want to just quick mention, if you are feeling like you don't want to connect, I did an episode number 38, I will link it in the show notes all about this because sometimes um, when we are struggling through intense behaviors, it can be really hard to even want to connect with that child. And so if that sounds like you, I would encourage you to go listen to that one um, because I've been there. (laughs) I have been there and I am occasionally there sometimes. Um, And so just go take a listen to that one um, for some helpful tips there. But today, let's talk about um, how you can just kind of be thinking about the difference in amount of connection and how to help shift that a little bit. So the first one is to think of connection strategies a little bit like love languages. So if you've heard of them, you know, there's acts of service and um, affirmations, I think they say, just like different, different, five different love languages. And according to the book, you know, we all have a preference or a couple preferences. So with connection strategies, they are all important for everyone. But I think sometimes, you know, we have a child that responds better to one than another. So if you're like, what connection strategies are you talking about? Um, so this would be special time, stay listening, play listening, setting limits. Um, so, you know, they're all, they're all important and they all have their place. But if you have a child who is more highly sensitive, they have a lot of deep feelings, maybe listening through their big feelings is really something that helps them. If you have a child who has more challenging behavior, it can make it maybe a little bit more difficult to listen to, or maybe your child's a little bit older and those kind of strong emotions don't come forth as easily. So maybe play listening is more, you know, something that 
that really helps them to process through big feelings and to make that connection. And it's just fun. So if you are experiencing more challenging behaviors, I would encourage you to try playing because it builds that laughter in, which is sometimes really hard to come by when you're, you know, in the trenches of that deep, difficult behavior. And that laughter not only helps the child process, but it builds connection between you and the child. So for example, um, my oldest, he doesn't often have aggressive behaviors anymore. We've really worked through a lot of that. And even when he does, it's almost like, you know, I gently block him and he, he recognizes, you know, we've shifted and he's kind of gotten into a different pattern of, um, regulating, kind of coping with some of the things and process through a lot of the deep feelings already. And so we move through it very quickly, but he still tends to be a little bit more intense, you know, like when he, when he, um, it's just after a long day of school, just like has more energy, like he had to hold it in, you know? And so sometimes I feel like we tend to try to contain it because we need to get things done. Like sit on your chair for supper, you know, just don't hit your brother. And it's not necessarily like he's trying to engage in things that are not appropriate. It's just like his body just needs more, you know? And so sometimes in those instances, we can almost like always be on top of them. Like do this. No, you're not doing this. So do this instead sort of a thing unintentionally. And so I have found that just really trying to engage in play no matter what, which I'm just going to say has been hard for me. I am like a really good listener. (laughs) I have discovered the art and the science and the calm. Like I could literally listen through a crying session all day and be okay. And that might sound crazy, but like play for me comes more difficult. Like sometimes I'll be in the middle of something and think like play would be a really good option here, but I don't know how to make this into like actual funny laughter play. And so if that's something that you're saying like, okay, I don't know how to do that. That's okay. You can learn. And I do also have an episode on that, which I could link, um, I can link below, but I've really recognized that when I can switch to play, it makes things so much lighter. It builds so much connection and it shifts things that might have otherwise become an argument. Um, so for example, tonight, like, um, I think, oh, my youngest was playing the piano and the guitar and Miles wanted to play the piano. And so he was kind of going over there and trying to play, but Huxton wasn't done and we were trying to transition to bedtime. And so I just kind of like pulled him away with me and said, well, I need you to come with me because I just want to wrestle. I know that I am stronger than you and I just want to wrestle you. And he thought that was so funny. Like, no, you're not stronger than me. And obviously I am still at this point stronger than him. He's almost six. So maybe not for long, but that engaged in a deep input play that he really needs to get some of that energy out. He was laughing about it and we were just bonding and connecting. A lot of times that like physical movement, physical input can really also help boost some of that connection. And then also when you're playing something like that, where there one person has control, always be the person that is lacking the control. So obviously I could quote unquote pin him if we're wrestling, but I took that opportunity to pretend like he was pinning me. 
And so then he is becoming the more powerful person. He's playing the more powerful role. Again, that builds more connection. So just really thinking about the connection strategies and what does my child maybe respond better to? And how can I be thinking about that proactively? So I know tonight when we get home and we're trying to make dinner and the kids are going crazy because they're hungry and they're tired, maybe that's a moment where I don't want to play, but I'm going to choose to play because I know that this is going to create the connection that my kids need to transition into the evening a little bit more smoothly. Okay, number two is to think about the moments that you have had where you were playing something or you said something or there was some kind of situation that your child either like really enjoyed or laughed incredibly hard. And then I want you to recreate it. So for example, I was doing a visit with a family and they were telling me that their nanny um, had been playing hide and seek with one of the kids and how she was playing it is so the child was literally standing right next to her a toddler um, and she was pretending like she had no idea where she was and this toddler was just laughing about it and so that would be a really good example okay when we are struggling maybe that's something that you can insert there. So it might not be like in the moment you're thinking about, okay, what's something that my child really laughed at? Okay, I need to do that. Maybe it's, you know, one night you take some time to reflect before you go to bed and write down some things that you can recall that your child either really loved to do or laughed really hard at. And then take that and either recreate it. So like think about okay, if my child is having a really difficult time, here's a play opportunity that I can then insert. And this will help you then to just um, almost be more relaxed while you're engaging in it. I think play can be something that either comes really naturally or it can feel really hard because it's not always, you know, when, when we were struggling as kids, it's not necessarily a natural response for a parent or a caregiver to play, to encourage laughter and connection. Um, it's usually the opposite of that. And so, being proactive about thinking about what are maybe a couple things that my child really loves to play that when these challenging times come, I have that in my mind so I can take it and insert it there. And then the other part of that, like something that they really enjoyed kind of goes with number three, which is to add in more connection points. So again, keeping in mind either your child's preferred connection strategy or maybe even yours. If you're like, I'm really struggling to connect with this child because of behavior, you're probably not going to pick instances where you are listening through big upsets, right? You're going to want to pick special time or times where you can play um, because you're maybe more triggered and it's harder for you to sit through the big feelings. But playing brings laughter. It feels lighter and easier. So I want you to think of connection like a cup. So connection is vital, Like not just a thing that would be great to add in. It is literally vital. And if you haven't heard, um, I don't know if I've shared it on a podcast before, but I've shared it in my Instagram stories. Anyways, if you think about the last couple of years and the difficulty with mental health and how those issues have skyrocketed, one of the biggest issues is that we were not able to connect with other people, right? Like we had to stay in our homes. Sure, we could maybe connect more with our own family because we were, you know, kind of stuck inside together, but we weren't going out to places that we were regularly going. Maybe our work shifted. Maybe we didn't work at 
at the like actual place. We were working at home, so we weren't seeing people as much. Maybe we weren't going to church or whatever that was for you. That connection was lacking. And think about how much of an impact that had on your day-to-day life. And then think about this as if it was your child, like a continuous disconnection for their life. It is challenging. And so it makes everything else more difficult and harder to manage and handle. So we need to really, truly be adding it into our schedule proactively. Just like we think about what we're going to feed our children, we need to think about what connection we are going to feed our children. Because like I said, connection is like a cup. So when we are intentionally connecting, and this doesn't mean I have to have special time three times a day. There's lots of different ways to connect. There are lots of episodes on that and simple ways that you can connect that do not take extra time or, or tasks on your list. But is it important to be intentional about putting them on your schedule if it's not coming natural? Because the more connection you have, the more drops are in that cup. The fuller that cup is, the, um, I don't want to say better your child is behaving because I don't like to speak with behavior like that, but the more your child is going to feel connected to you, the more they're going to be able to process feelings as they come. They're not going to be withholding things or stuffing things down. And just in general, they're ability to regulate their impulse control is going to be much better. Now, as we are lacking connection, and that doesn't mean purposefully, like that could even mean um, like overnight. We're not connected to our kids during the night because we're sleeping and we're probably not in the same room. And even if you are, you're sleeping, so you're not connecting. Or you know, if if you go to work and your child goes to daycare or goes, goes to school, that's disconnecting. If you're making supper and your child wants to play with you, but you have to make supper, that can be disconnecting. So there's lots of ways that our child can actually feel disconnected from us that isn't because we're intentionally disconnecting, right? And so when disconnection occurs, that cup is losing drops, like it is draining. And if we're not regularly filling that cup back up, that cup is going to drain. And that's where you're going to see more intense behaviors, more struggle, more aggression, more stored up hurts that are causing all of these overwhelming, exhausting behaviors. And so really intentionally adding in little drops of connection, whether that's as soon as they wake up and you're going over and giving them a hug or looking them in the eye and saying, good morning, I love you, or how did you sleep? Maybe at supper time, instead of just all kind of like staring at your food and eating or like (laughs) trying to direct them to stay in their chairs, you are asking them, what's your rose and thorn of the day? Just simple little things. Um, One of the things that we do is special time, and I do special time every other night with my oldest. My husband does it the other nights that I'm not doing it, so we're always getting somebody having special time every night. Maybe for you, it can't be every other night, but maybe it can be twice a week, or there are other things that you can add in. Maybe you are going to say, when we get home, we're going to play for 20 minutes, you know, all the kids, or if you only have one kid whatever, whatever we want to play. And then I'm going to make supper or something. I'm just really figuring out what type of connection points your child does best with, and then adding that to the schedule. Um, because if we don't write it down, sometimes it doesn't get done. And we really want to be filling that connection cup. When you do that, you will notice that because you are 
filling up the cup, because your child feels more connected to you, you're going to feel more connected to your child and it's going to be easier to continue on that cycle. It's like lifting a plane off the ground, right? Like it takes a lot of effort to get it going, but once it's up, it's just kind of coasting. And so really just putting forth the energy to think about your child, think about how they connect with you best, and then being intentional about putting that in your schedule. So I know... I recognize this is a longer episode than normal, but it is really important, especially if you have a child who is more highly sensitive, they recognize these things even sooner than we do. And even though we're not doing it intentionally, it can impact them. And so I think it's always something to be conscious of. Am I am I providing connection to my children? I mean, it's never going to be equal, but you know, more equally than not. Can outsiders see, like, I am really not connected to this child and sense, like, there is something going on there, but I'm really jiving with this one. Like, is that something that you can feel? Do you think other people looking in could see that? And if so, it's time to evaluate, okay, I even though I don't really feel like connecting with this child or I find it hard... I need to put a little bit more intentional effort into doing that because it is so important. And I, again, like lifting off a plane, it is more difficult at first, but once you get in a groove, it just becomes more natural. And so the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. And then the more connected you are, the easier things can become in the behavior department. The more smoothly things go, the more um, regulated your child is, the more they recognize how to regulate themselves, uh, the more impulse control they have. And it just all creates more peace in your home, in your environment. And so um, I hope that was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, please, please feel um, free to reach out to me and send me a message on Instagram or something. If there's any type of podcast topic you would like me to dive more into, feel free to let me know. If there's something you're struggling with and you want to chat about it, I am always willing to you know, have a conversation back and forth with you and see if I can help you out. So with that, I hope you take some time this week to really evaluate your connection levels with your kids, maybe also your husband, maybe some friends in your life, other family members. This doesn't just have to be for your kids. It can also be um, for other people as well. Now, obviously the connection strategies might look a little bit different, but um, just a good thing to be evaluating and thinking about and then start to take some steps forward to implement and don't overload yourself. If you are like, okay, I know I need connection strategies. I know I need more. Don't just like put 50 on the calendar and then do none of them because you're overwhelmed. Start with something. Add in one special time session or um, something every meal time that you're going to talk with your kid about. Maybe instead of driving the car, you're going to, or not, not instead of driving the car, while you're driving in the car, instead of listening to the radio or a podcast, maybe you're having conversation or, you know, talking about something silly or memories or something. Um, and just start to slowly implement so that you're not overwhelming yourself that you don't do anything, but that you're starting to build in habits and routines around connection. All right. I will talk to you next time. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. 
This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.